Our special guest today is somebody that certainly inspired me with her tremendous run a few weeks ago in the trial race for the World Championships in Austria in a couple of weeks' time. And not only does she inspire us with her running on the trails of Ireland, but her work for the sport often. Elizabeth Wheeler, you're very welcome to the show and what a wonderful time to talk to you, Elizabeth. It seems like you're peaking um, as you as you get older, as you go into that F45 <laughs> category. I'm sure you won't mind me saying it. But yeah. you're looking stronger, running stronger than ever. And you've just qualified for the Irish team going to the World Championships. Congratulations and, and a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much. And yeah, I'm delighted to be um, among your prestigious guests. <laughs> yeah. I, I listen to the podcast a lot and I really love it. I just can't believe you've actually asked me to come on. So yes, I, I'm delighted. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I really wanted to talk to you, Elizabeth, because I, I said it just there in the intro, but I, I do, I'm very interested. I find it amazing that, you know, as some runners get older, they do actually get stronger and faster. And I suppose for, for myself, I'm, I'm asking for myself here, and I'm sure the listeners as well, like, what are the secrets, Elizabeth, to, to qualifying for your first world championships as an F45? I think it's so impressive. It's so wonderful. And I suppose maybe we could start with, um, was this a big goal for you this year to, to qualify um, in the Morris Mullins? And you had such a good race, you, you won the race, booked your place on the team. Well, was that the main goal for 2023? You know, to be honest, it, it actually wasn't really on my radar at all until I suppose over Christmas time, I sat down and looked at my kind of results and where I was going for last year. And I had some really good races uh, last year. I ran for Northern Ireland um, in Alva in Scotland um, at the senior home counties. And um, I ran also in, at the Snowden International Race in July and I had done the Masters in Clonmel and I came seventh in the Ring of Steel Sky Race in, in Scotland. Um, that was the third time doing that race. And then the following weekend, I came second in the Eco Trail. So I was looking at those kind of those longer, more difficult races. And um, when I put together, usually at the end of every year, I'll just have a look at the results, see where I'm going and think about what I might be doing the following year. And it, um, I was going through it with my coach, Sarah McCormick, and she says, why don't you try to trial for the 50K? And I was like, oh, God, no way. Like, um, So it it was only really in January. She said, look, if we train now, you're in really good shape and um, we could have you in you know, good specific shape for that race. So I thought, OK, why not give it a go? And I just I didn't even, I just thought I'd put in the hard work. And to be honest, that's kind of what I've been doing all along is consistent training and uh, trusting completely in her program because she's just I just think she's amazing um, and building it slowly and then then specific tailored training for uh, races so that that's really all I did just did my normal training can we can we dig a little bit into that training plan yeah. as well and go deep and you know for the people that are listening that are maybe doing say the 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 Wednesday Leinster League races yeah. or the shorter distance races and you know you, you're a great example that someone who has stepped up and how do you train for for a 50k um is there any speed work involved is it just lots of you might have heard myself or Rennie talking about all the zone one zone two running yeah. and how important yeah. that is but what what does the build-up look like say from december to the start line of the 50k 
Yeah, so I suppose if I look back at my my uh, training schedule, I'm not doing huge mileage. It might be something around 80k a week, something like that. Um, like Mondays would be a easy flat run for 40 minutes. Tuesdays would be maybe a trail run. I've got a dog, so I run and technop pretty much two or three times a week with him. So that's an mm-hmm. hour, nice, easy, bit of technical. It's good. Like Wednesday, yeah. <clears throat> I would do usually um, like an uphill tempo or some sort of faster, um, might be two by 15 minutes or two by 12 minutes, a hard uphill, and then cruising back down. So I'll be out for about an hour and 20 minutes. Again, I would do that out in Technoc. It's similar terrain to what the Morris Mullins route is. Uh, so, yeah. um, And also, sort of every second week, I run with TT Racers, so Terry McConnell's group over either in Trinity or Shomer Park. So every second week, I would do a session with them, second or third week, just to keep a little bit of speed work in. So that might be 800s or a permit session or something. And okay. Like I train mostly on my own, so those Tuesdays are lovely getting out with the group for that social aspect of it. Yeah. So if someone was doing a Wednesday night hill race, those are great to combine as your speed session. I think they're really good. Sure. Um, and then at the weekends, then is that when you might go long? And yeah. It's, so it's, kind of, it's two hours a minimum, or, you know, how, how does your, your long run at the weekend? Yeah, kind of built up probably about a month before the race. I would have done like a 40K, just an easy 40K run. So that took me about four and a half hours on the race route to Pier Gates out to, um, I think it was way beyond Crone and back, that kind of thing. So that would be a long run. But I would also do some of those long runs might have like a 10-mile steady tempo in the middle of them. So it would be like a four-mile easy, 10-mile steady, six-mile easy, that kind of thing. Um, and then Sunday might also be a run um, or a hike, depending on what I'm up to. But dead easy, like kind of just going out just to keep the legs turning over. So those weeks were like that. I suppose they kind of built up gradually, that distance on the long run built up to about 40k the month before the race and then tapered back down again. And then two weeks before the race, I went down and did the Nagels half marathon just as a sort of speedy tempo to get just I suppose to get the first Inver race out of the out of the way. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to go straight into Morris Mullins, but that being the first race of the year. So I, I did that. Only it turned out to be one of the muddiest courses I've ever experienced. <laughs> it was like yeah. one of those tough mudder courses. So if I'd known what the conditions would have been like, I wouldn't have traveled down to Cork for it, to be honest. But yeah. it was it was good to get it out of the way, really. So sure. Yeah. And then Elizabeth, <laughs> what's what's your background say? Say before this year and last year, um, lots of good results last year. And just to mention as well, it was great to see yourself and, and the girls become world champions in Clonmel last year. What a great yeah, result. Was- fabulous what a weekend it's such great fun yeah Uh, Yeah. it it was one of the highlights I think that we'll all have of our running careers full stop never mind just last year but um what what were your 20s and your 30s like have you have you been running non-stop for the last 20 years and that's why you're so strong or did you come back into the sport no, so I didn't ever run as a juvenile. Um, I was always a fit, active child. I grew up in Glen Arif, beautiful place in the Glens of Antrim, rowing my Uncle Niall's boat up and down the bay and just generally mucking out with my cousins. I didn't run, didn't. I played a little bit of camogie. Went to Queen's and um, uh, ran a little bit there, not a lot. And then in my early 20s, as you do in the pub one night, my friend Brian um, talked us into running the Belfast Marathon. So I did that when I was in my early 20s. I think I was like 1998 or something. Um, and like I couldn't walk for a week afterwards. And then I never ran again for about another year. 
Um, I moved to UCD, joined the climbing club, ran a little bit, didn't do a lot, then started to do the Emma races in 2005. So that was really only for fun. So I didn't start to get serious about running for till it was nearly 2011 or 2012 when my kids had grown up a little bit more and I had more freedom, obviously family pressures and everything else. So, um, sure. so I did a lot of the Emma races and started to win. And then I thought, oh, I kind of like this. I was in my early 30s. Um, and yeah, um, but I was, I always, I don't know, I suppose traveled to nice places to race and that was the excuse. We would go over to, um, the Ring of Steel, uh, Sky Race in Scotland, which was really fun. Or I go to Causeway Coast, been to Keswick Mountain Festival a couple of times. Oh, um, and I won, I, I've only done one other road race. That was the Con Connemara Half Road and I came first in 2017. And then I thought, okay, there's something to this. But I had yeah. no structure to my training or anything. So that was hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But and um, well, the, the great thing about the Imre website, and I'm just I'm on it here, Elizabeth, as we're chatting. <laughs> um, and if, if people are curious, I'm sure even for yourself, you can go back and you can see those two first races that you did. Yeah, look at the percent of winning winning times like 170 or something awful. <laughs> yeah, and then you can see the progression, as you said. You mentioned yeah. what was it there, 2017, a couple of yeah. great wins in yeah. Glass Mullins, Scar, Trooperstown, yeah. and you can just see this constant progress 2019 another great win a couple yeah. more wins in 2021 2022 yeah. and then all, all leading up to the qualifying for the world championships it, it just it, it's a great website a great database for all runners to just see how they progress through the years and yeah. um, you, you mentioned that you didn't have much structure in those maybe early years and well, when did you start working with sarah so it was about, I suppose, from 20, when I started to win those races in 2017, it was very sporadic. My training, when I look back, I was probably only doing like 20 or 30 kilometers a week off, like just when I felt like going out the door. So I thought in 2018, I tried to put some shape on things and I signed up with Sarah and I suppose it was the best move I ever made. And I do regret not doing it sooner, I guess. Um, so I suppose with that consistent training year on year, without thankfully without any inju major injuries, a few ankle rolls and things like that, but nothing major, um, the structure to it, it kind of built up slowly and I built the mileage up really slowly. And then um, I started to tailor the training for specific races. So, okay. um, yeah, so that, sharp that was great, that sharpening up um, for specific races. And then race choices were all about going somewhere new, finding something kind of technically difficult or different um, and having a new experience, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like for, for me, the, the key to successful running and racing, Elizabeth, is just consistency and mm. getting the training intensity right. But I know people always want to try and ask and find out is is there anything is there a secret formula is there something you're doing different to everybody else and you know for, for the sake of all the listeners who are listening in on their runs now or whatever and um, is there anything that Sarah does that's different you know is it is it all HR based um are you on a on a secret strength and conditioning course or is, <laughs> no. is there anything I felt like I am not I do not consider myself a good runner like I consider myself to be an average runner who works hard at trying to be a better runner um yeah. so and it doesn't feel like hard work because I love it but I um uh it's just it really is consistency I do quite a lot of Pilates which I absolutely love um okay. and uh eat really healthily and 
try to get as much sleep as possible, all the things. Like I'm in bed at like half nine or 10 o'clock every night, up at six, have a full busy day in the office, run in the evening or first thing in the morning. Um, just keeping the, the whole thing taken over, yeah. yeah so no well, secret, no secret formula. Well, there's there's a couple of things there. I think, you know, having the discipline to go to, to sleep at half nine, ten o'clock, yeah, and getting yeah. your full seven or eight hours in, that's yeah. a big thing. Eating well, I'm sure. Um, and then just having the, the the structured day and making sure that you that you can get out every day because isn't it so easy just to miss a training session because you're busy in work or you yeah. have to do something with the kids or you're feeling tired. Yeah. And well, there's not a day if I do, if I'm really busy in work and I come out, I, even if I get half an hour at the door, I come back in much better form and everything. So it's like everyone notices it. It's good for everybody. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. How old are your kids now, Elizabeth? Uh, Joseph is 17 and Henry is 15 and a half. So. Okay. They're so they, they, they they're self sufficient at this point. So very good, yeah, yeah. Um, but as you, you might have heard Ricky there in last week's show talking about his trial race and and the joy that he felt when he got to the finish line, and you know he knew that he made it onto the Irish team, and it, it looked like it, it was a great race between yourself and Jan and Laurel Driscoll, who who also did, made the team as well. And mm-hmm. um, talk us to us maybe about on the start line for the Morris Mullins. Was there any nerves there because it was a trial race or, or did you feel very much in control that, yeah, I'm ready. Sarah's got me in great shape. I've done the training. I'm going to make this team. What was your mentality well, like? I certainly didn't think I was going to make the team. And yeah, there are always pre-race nerves. I think if there weren't any, then there'd be something slightly wrong with you. You can't be that cool. But I think definitely as I get older and more experienced, you do develop kind of better coping mechanisms for kind of dealing with those pre-race nerves so you don't actually fall apart before you even start. Um, and it was funny because I have never raced against Jan and I don't, I haven't raced against Laura since maybe we did a Gale Force Mountain race, like, I don't know, five years ago or something. So I had no idea where I was going to be in that. So I just kept calm, I suppose, and just, I don't know, tried to deal with the pressure of it. Um, and yeah. it was okay. I did have a mega kit disaster at the start. I had borrowed a race vest off my sister and had used the wrong Solomon bottles in it. So for the first run right down into Ballinastow, I like these two bottles were bouncing around and I couldn't get them tied into the pack. I nearly dropped out. I was thinking I can't run for, for five hours of this going on and the vest kept popping open. But by the time I got to the bottom of Ballinastow and back up again, I had managed to rig it up with all the elastics so that everything was kind of tightly strapped down. So um it, yeah it was so it was fine I I'm good on the ascents I really like climbing and I think all of those kind of years of conditioning out doing I don't know the morning mountain marathon with a heavy pack on rough ground and just general climbing I'm good at that so my climbs are strong my downhill's not as strong um but I just took it easy and then yeah it was a hard race it was a hard race and there were parts of it where I ran on my own or there weren't any people around you and you kind of forget that you're in a race and you sort of drift a bit and you slow down a bit and I get a bit distracted. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was a strange, it was a long time to be out. And um, yeah, it was good though. Um, was there a big celebration when you crossed the finish line and um, 
I don't know if, if the sons were there, were they? Were they waiting? No, they weren't. No, I, I, no, I can't. I can't deal with them coming to races like that because half the time they'll walk up the course about a kilometer from the end, and if I see them, I'll stop. It's that sort of thing. So they don't really tend to go. No. Okay. 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 Well, you've made the team. You're you're on the plane. And what does the next seven or eight weeks look like? And um, you're, you're you're in grey hands with Sarah. Sarah's a very experienced international yeah. elite athletes i think she's yeah. represented ireland what more than probably 25 times now maybe mm-hmm. close to 30 and uh, she's at, she's got a couple of top 10 places in world and european championship events and um, of course world cup winner in 2019 yeah. and one of the best if not the best that we've ever had and um, what's what plan has as sarah put in place for you what what have you been talking about since since the trial race to to get you i presume you want to be as strong as ever absolutely absolutely so yeah as i say the hard work started the day after that trial or when we found out that we'd made the team um so uh i've got some key races which i I want to do um uh between now and and june so this weekend i'm going up to do the analog horseshoe the nimra race um just because i love running in the mornings and I just really can't uh, give that opportunity up to go and, and do that race. And then the following weekend, I'm going over to do Yorkshire Three Peaks, which I've done before. And I really, really love that race. It's a 38 kilometre race with a 1700 metre climb. But it's quite a special race because there are three incredibly steep ascents and descents with a kind of a good long flat trail in between. So yeah. I think that I think and it's it's quite rocky, hard technical terrain. It's not soft and heathery the way the mornings would be. So I think that's going to be really good prep for for Austria. Um, yeah. And then at the end of May, I'm going to Annecy with the juniors on the under 18 World Cup. And there's the, it's coincides with the maxi race in Annecy. So I'm going to do that little short 10 mile race um, over there. And then I suppose really the, the one thing that I'm most worried about is the uh, acclimatization for the elevation and the, the altitude when we're out there. So I think a good lot of the race is maybe above 2,000 meters. So yeah. I'm going, Aoife Mondo and I are going out on the 14th of May for a week to Innsbruck. Ah, to train wow. on the course like I'm one of these people who is highly um I, I will now look at that course study it on google earth thing anything I can get my hands on to have a look to see what that's like look at all the Strava segments out there see what time people did it in everything so I'm hyper organized I hate going into something that I don't know yeah. so a week out there to recce the course really well and to acclimatize is I think um, going to stand to me as well. So yeah, fantastic course. Aoife, Becky Quinn, and Sarah Brady. They're on yeah, the eighty k team, and exactly. then yourself, Jan, yeah. and Laura on the forty k team. Um, mm. oh, a, a brilliant squad going over. You mentioned the the juniors there, Elizabeth, and mm-hmm. you're very busy um, doing some great work. So I'm told, and um, <laughs> with the with the junior squads, and you had a wonderful weekend just gone with Zach, Hannah, and Sarah, um, helping to to bring some of the the junior runners on imparting lots of advice and um, maybe talk to us about that role there what made you get involved with the juniors and and how it's going since you've you've took the role on yeah so um i uh, got involved this was last year with them because my son joseph was doing some of the immer races and he was doing really well and absolutely loving it so 
um, uh, Miriam said, oh, you'd be great at this role. So she kind of said that to me every time I saw her for pretty much uh, last year. So I went out with the as team manager with the juniors to Saluzzo in Italy for the Youth Cup last year. And uh, it was just such an exciting time for the junior athletes. So I absolutely like fell in love with it. It's so rewarding. And they were a great bunch and everything. So at the committee meeting, I put myself forward for the, the junior affairs officer role. And that has been pretty much kicked off since January in full swing. So the juniors are great. And yeah, we had a fantastic workshop on Saturday. Um, and there's just so much to build on. We had 31 athletes there. We had we did a junior workshop last year that we had, I think there were maybe 13 there. So there's 31 there on Saturday. And there's not one kid in that room who cannot be like Zach or Sarah if they if they're you know work hard enough at it. Like so I just thought it was it was just really great for them. And there's loads more to come. There are a whole lot of ideas that I want to build on with them. So yeah, yeah. brilliant. Have you found Elizabeth that um it's getting easier to try and maybe attract juniors in? Because I know in the past, you know, some club coaches are always a little bit fearful of the mountains, yeah. mostly because they've never really been on the mountains themselves. And yeah. we don't often realize how such a positive experience it can be. And especially for juniors, I think it's great for juniors to run a little bit of everything. You know, they don't need to specialize when they're so young. They can run track, they can run cross country, a little bit of road. And why not try the mountains as well? What well, What's it been like maybe talking to um, coaches from athletics clubs around the country? What, what type of response have you been getting? Yeah, I guess um, I guess a lot of them really are reluctant. They just there's this perception of injury that they have, and um, yeah, it's, it's it is difficult. But there are, I think, it is changing. There are some really great coaches now. So we have Owen Conley from St Michael's in Port Arlington and Tim Grummel from Greystones AC, and they have been hugely instrumental in getting um, some really great runners. Some of whom are now on on the team going out to Annecy at the end of May. So I think. You know, when they have a when those kids come and they have a positive experience at the workshop and they, they go back and tell their peers, oh, you should come out to the Wednesday night race or whatever. So I think it it it, it will build. It's definitely building. Um there's a whole lot more to it, and I think it will it will catch on. There's you know, um so hopefully events like the workshop and we're going to organize some meet and runs um for we, we've already done a few of them we're going to try and do some more of those because kids love getting out on a Saturday they don't ordinarily go and run in the forest on their own or anything or trails on their own so getting a group of them together is also really good and they just have such fun as well you know they build friendships enjoy themselves and get a chance to run in places that they haven't run before yeah so absolutely. I think it definitely to answer the question I think it's definitely becoming more popular and the more I suppose we can advertise it and 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 show them the opportunities to travel that they have, then that it will catch on. So yeah, and I saw some very good news just there a couple of days ago, Elizabeth. That um, Eurosport are going to show the the all the races live of the Golden Trail World oh, Series yeah. as well. Mm-hmm which is great exposure for the sport. And, you know, when the kids see runners like that live on TV with, you know, with fancy sponsorship deals and so on, that will help bring people into the. Yeah, well, they certainly, I know my son Joseph has watched it all on Netflix or YouTube. Whatever oh, it's on. He absolutely yeah. loves it. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, was there any message that maybe Zach 
or Sarah said to the guys that were very useful to the juniors, but maybe something that we could share to all the listeners that are listening because two fantastic ambassadors for the sport. Was there any message that stood out that the guys said um, in the workshop? I suppose um, uh, Zach talked about um, coming from different sports and how he came from a cycling and a horse riding background and he got to kind of running a little bit late. Um, and I think that resonates a lot with, especially with, with some of the, the boys, because they're playing rugby and they're doing three or four different sports and everything. And, you know, it was more, it was, it was good for them to hear that, that, um, uh, you know, that he, he wasn't just brought up in a pair of running shoes and that was the only thing that he was driven to do. So I think mm. that was really useful um, for them. And I think also they imparted a whole lot of information about their favourite races in Italy um, and how they had picked up so much culturally from travelling and the different communities and friends that they've made. And they just made it sound like, you know, the European trail runner community is absolutely just the most inclusive, friendly place. And even if you're on holidays with your parents, you should look up uh you know, is there a local trail race near me and everything? So they, they went into a lot of uh, nice detail about that. Um, so I think right. they really took took a lot away from it, yeah. And of course, the trial race is on April 30th. Um, is entry still open for it, Elizabeth, until Yes, what they day? are, yeah. And that's for the under up. the under 20s in, in Ballyhurry, yes. So the entries are okay. still open, yeah. Okay, that. so just in case there's any parents out there or any club coaches Absolutely, and we'll also be... Uh, the, so the the junior home internationals or the British and Irish trials will be coming up, I think, around about the middle of July. We've just yet to set a date for that. And that um, uh, competition is going to be held in uh, Peebles in Scotland on a race route called the Caldemuir Roller Coaster okay. on the 6th of September. So, yeah, so there's lots, lots of good. That's under 18 or under 20s and under 17s. So fantastic. I, I wish I was 18 again and starting oh, off the whole process. Telling you. <laughs> yeah. but, it is, but you've shown that we can be, you know, we can be pushing on into our 40s. Honestly, if I can it. do it, anybody can do it. Oh, it you, you, you inspired me when I saw that result and I'm 42. <laughs> so I, I've got a couple of years before I get to go over 45. <laughs> but I'm going to be ready when I hit 45 to get back out for some of these trial races. <laughs> and, may, and maybe just to close off the interview it is for today. And thanks so many for coming on. You have the World Championships coming up. And then I suppose over the next year or two um, are there any other big challenges out there that you'd like to do or is it just about consistency and you just you, you love the races you love fighting for podiums getting getting up there I'm sure you want to keep on developing your role with the junior squad as well and um, after the world championships what are the big goals that you still have left in, in your running career probably the Wickler round okay that's the one thing that I've been putting off for a little yeah. while so I would like to do that yeah but don't tell my husband I told him I was okay. going to retire after the world championships oh no you, you get one world championship <laughs> then you train for the next one and then there's a couple of Europeans in there as well um, yeah. fantastic well, but plenty of work to do for the juniors it's keeping me really busy and I'm just really excited about about that role and um, they're great it's the most rewarding thing so yeah Fantastic. Well, listen, Elizabeth, thanks a million for coming on today and sharing the, the, the secrets of your success. And we wish yourself and the squad all the very best now in Austria in a couple of weeks' time. And with a bit of luck, maybe we might maybe talk either just before or just after the, the World Championships and, and see how everybody got on. That would be great. Thanks, Owen. Okay. Thanks a million. Take care. Bye-bye.
that's a wrap everybody for this week many thanks to Elizabeth for coming on the show this week what an exciting few weeks it's going to be for Elizabeth and the Irish squad in the build up to the World Championships and indeed thanks as always to Rene from Running Coach Ireland earlier for his chat on all things Lydiard training best of luck everybody with your training and your own racing over the next fortnight until we chat again and isn't it great that we have some fantastic ambassadors for the sport such as Ricky in our last episode and Elizabeth there today that we can talk to every few weeks about all things trail running Ireland before we go just a reminder guys if you can do pop over to Patreon to help support the trail running Ireland podcast if you get a chance for the price of a gel a month thanks very much guys everybody get your running gear on let's go (laughs) 